Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called The Great Flood. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free. So get on to that website now. Right, story time. After the golden age, there came a time when men began to quarrel with one another. Then the gods sent hot summers and cold winters. Men made themselves places in which to live, in caves and grottos, where they might be protected from the hot sun in summer and from cold winds in winter. They ploughed the ground and grew grain, which they laid away for food during the cold season. As the world grew older, men became more and more quarrelsome. At last, they dug gold out of the ground, where it had lain for so long a time. And they dug out iron too. They quarrelled more sadly than ever over the possession of the bright yellow gold they had found. And what was worst of all, they made sharp knives and other weapons out of iron and fought fiercely with each other. After this, robbery, murder and many other crimes were common on the earth. Things grew worse and worse, till a man's life was not safe anywhere. Finally, in all the world, where there were only two people who continued to sacrifice to the gods. These two were Deucalion and Pyrrha, who were good and gentle, like the people who had lived in the Golden Age. Jupiter, the father of the gods, looking down from Mount Olympus and seeing how wicked the people of the earth had grown, made up his mind that he would destroy them all. So he shut up the north wind in the caves of Aeolus and sent forth the south wind, for the south wind was the wind that would bring the rain. Clouds gathered over all the earth and great drops of rain began to fall, slowly at first, then faster and faster. It rained till the grain was laid flat in the fields. Still the clouds did not lighten, nor the rain cease falling. The rivers overflowed their banks and rushed in over the plains, uprooting great trees and carrying away houses and cattle and men. The sea, as well as the rivers, flowed in over the land till dolphins played among the branches of forest trees, Sea nymphs, too, might have been seen peeping out from among great oaks. Still, the rain never stopped, and the water rose higher and higher. Men and animals made their way to the hills as well as they could, wolves, lions and tigers swimming side by side with sheep or cattle, all in one common danger. They made their way first to the hills and then to the mountains. But the water came creeping up, up, 
till all but the tops of the highest mountains were out of sight. At last, when the rain stopped and the clouds broke away a little, only the top of Mount Parnassus, which was the highest mountain of all, remained above water. Deucalion and Pyrrha were sailing in a little ship which they had managed to keep afloat. When they saw that top of mountain Parnassus was still out of water, they anchored their ship there and sacrificed to the gods. Now, as you know, Deucalion and Pyrrha had not become wicked like the rest of mankind. When Jupiter saw that only these two were left, he sent out the north wind to blow away the clouds. Then Neptune, the god of the sea, sent his chief Triton to blow a long twisted horn, and the sea heard and went back to the place where it rightfully belonged. As the waters rapidly fell away, the earth appeared again. But what a change! Everything was covered with a dismal coating of yellow mud, and it was so very still, not a sound from any living thing. Deucalion and Pyrrha felt as if even the sound of quarrelling would be better than such perfect silence. Nearby, with its fires out and covered with mud, was the temple of one of the gods. Deucalion and Pyrrha felt a sense of companionship in its familiar porch, so they went and sat there in the shade, wondering what would become of them, they too alone in such a great world. Then a mysterious voice told them to throw the bones of their great mother behind them. It sounded like a friendly voice, but neither Deucalion nor Pyrrha could imagine what was meant by the bones of their great mother. After they had puzzled over it for some time, they came to the conclusion that their great mother must mean Mother Earth, and that her bones must be the stones that lay around them. So standing with their faces towards the temple, they threw the stones behind them. When they turned to see what had happened, they found that the stones which they had thrown had changed into men and women. In this way, after the great flood, the earth was peopled again, but it is to be feared that some of the people of this new race had hearts as hard as the stones from which they were made. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Thank you.